take us away. Do you remember it's been how? A while. I know. I was going to say, like, this is, it's been a while. You're listening to the Adam and Kyle podcast, where we hope to ignite inspiration through seeking the extraordinary and the ordinary. We will bring you episodes where we will let you in on our decades long journey as friends and have conversations with guests about their passions, learning through lived experiences, and what challenges and excites them. Also, listen for bonus episodes that revolve around our shared love for music as we take a deep dive into our favorite bands, albums, and what we're spinning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Adam and Kyle podcast, our first in 2022. Indeed. Let's hope 2022 is better than 2021. Yeah. Per, per, 2021 wasn't like personal. too, too bad. Yeah. I mean, like we started our podcast in 2021. That's true. Yeah. In the midst of a pandemic. In the midst of a pandemic. And I learned very quickly that it's a lot harder to keep the, the podcast going when I have a full-time job. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> but we're here. And we're still doing it. And we are going to continue bringing y'all some content in 2022. And uh, yeah, to everyone out there that that gave us a listen in, in 2021, I think we reached pretty close to like just over 1,400 plays throughout the year. Wow. Which is awesome. Yeah, thank you. So to, and yeah, so anyone that uh, checked us out, whether it was for like a minute or an hour, thank you. So, uh, Kyle and I haven't spoken kind of since like over the Christmas break and up until now, as I'm sure like most of you know, Christmas is kind of busy for most of you. Yep. So Kyle, tell me about it. How was your Christmas? Did you get a break? I did get a break. Oh, I I forced myself a break. Um, the... Christmas was good. I took some time off. I spent some time with my family. We uh, we had a roast beef on Christmas mm. day, I believe, for Christmas Eve. Roast beast. Yeah. It was very much like a Grinch Christmas or a Whoville Christmas. We had roast beast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we played like board games and stuff and, and had some drinks. And it was, it was really nice. It was nice and relaxed. And uh, I kind of felt nice and refreshed. And then after Christmas, I uh, kind of got some stuff around the house done, you know, chilled out, got back to the gym, kind of got ready for the new year. I had a really quiet new year. Uh, My brother ended up getting or testing positive for COVID right after Christmas. So he had had like a boxing day thing with his friends. So he figured he picked it up there. So luckily no one in my family tested positive, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, unfortunately someone brought it along with them unknowingly and or or he got it at the gym he doesn't really know but uh based on that and based on how long it took to get the test results i stayed in for new year's eve i chose not to go out because i didn't know the situation so i had a quiet evening in with your cat yeah with my cat watching movies with cleocatra (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it was really good and then my new year started with a bang so (laughs) a literal bang yeah i uh was 
uh, taking some time, or I, I decided to go into the office three days a week just to start to separate my home and work life because I was getting a little bit muddled in the head and needed to do some more realization. Mm -hmm. So on the Wednesday after New Year's Day, the 5th, I was driving into work for the first time and I was almost at work and I hit some black ice on Deerfoot over top of Anderson Trail here in Calgary. And uh, I immediately lost control and I smashed into the concrete barrier uh, in between the two lanes of traffic. So not really fun. I, uh, I I rode off my truck, the airbag went off and I like wrecked the front end. And um, at the time I was, you know, as well, sorry, I, I kind of lost control. I hit the barrier. I landed back in the middle of Deerfoot and like it took me a good solid minute to kind of gather myself. I've never hit anything that hard or had an airbag. Mm. So it kind of just mm -hmm. really shook me up. And then mm -hmm. I realized I was sitting in the middle of Deerfoot. So I drove my truck off of Deerfoot and kind of was parked between the Deerfoot and the Anderson exit ramp. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of was really angry. I was kind of pissed. I was like, this is what a brutal year to way to start the new year. Like I'm so unlucky and like all this, uh, um, like I, I rode off another truck cause I did rode off one two years ago. Um, and another right. that was outside of my control. Um, and I was, I was frustrated. And then, so I, you know, called 911 and, and nobody actually stopped for me, which was really bizarre. Hmm. Uh, so I was kind of there by myself, like with a smashed up truck and I called 911 and, you know, the police showed up and the, and the fire truck showed up. My dad, I called my dad to come pick me up. And, uh, I was kind of thinking like I was really unlucky and like, I was really negative about it. And then, mm -hmm. and then I started, you know, I let some people know and they're like, wow, we're so glad you're okay. And so glad you're still here. And I like, that kind of took me aback. I was like, well, that's kind of mm. odd. That's a very extreme reaction. Like I'm okay. I will <laughs> the scene with like a sore neck and back like i'm fine like what, what's the right. i'm unlucky and then i started thinking about it and i realized that i was going 100 kilometers an hour down deerfoot in rush hour and the people behind me managed to avoid me i managed to avoid everyone and i spent a whole minute in the middle of deerfoot and nobody hit me and the way i was sitting i definitely mm. could have been like plowed into by a semi or a school bus or something and in all honesty, like a, it turns out I was very lucky that that was the worst that happened considering mm -hmm. the ice that I hit. So I kind of flipped my, my script a bit and, and, you know, I've been approaching it now as I'm, I'm very lucky and very blessed. And that, that, that was the, that the worst that happened was I rode off my truck. Right. And definitely, and, but I definitely could have been hurt a lot worse. So mm -hmm. I'm counting my blessings, so to speak. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like I say, I, it, I wasn't initially, it wasn't until right. I was kind of informed of how bad it could have been that I realized that I was pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that I was, mean, this, that was my year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the same things happened to me. Like I haven't had an accident like that bad where the airbag went off, mm -hmm. but I remember even just like with the vert, with the, uh, the old Versa. Yeah just like rear ending someone in like traffic in, in Vancouver and like very minor compared to what you went through. But at the same time, the only thing I could think of after that happened, I was just like, fuck really? Like <laughs> just mad that like, like it happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I get it. It's kind of a knee jerk reaction. Yeah. Speaking of the Versa, uh, did Chelsea get her Christmas gift? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, she did. Yes. <laughs> All wrapped up. It was very nice. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, 
Uh, no, that's good. So tell me about uh, your Christmas and your New Year. Uh, Christmas was good. We got to stay here in, in Langley, yeah. which was kind of nice. Um, so yeah, Chelsea's mom and sister are here, but her brother flew up from San Fran. And then my mom and sister flew out from Calgary to hang out with all of us. Um, nice. So yeah, that, and that was it. We did, uh, we did like the Christmas market on like the 23rd, which is cool. There's like a German Christmas market that happens every year in Vancouver. Oh, nice. And it's basically just like, yeah, like a market full of like people selling scarves and trinkets and stuff, but then like a lot of like German food. That sounds amazing. Like pretzels and food. Yeah. Yeah. Pretzels and brats and mm. sauerkraut and <laughs> all this good stuff. And glue vine. Have I you ever heard of glue vine? It's basically is. like mulled wine. Okay. I love mulled wine. Mm-hmm. It's very good. But the Germans call it glue vine because Germans call everything weird. Isn't it more like Glowvine? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we did that, and then we did Christmas Eve. We just we just ate and drank a lot, like a lot, a lot. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, Christmas Eve we made like a whole like we did like a American Italian inspired feast. So we didn't want to go like straight. Italy, we wanted to do it like the Americans do. So like spaghetti and meatballs with like garlic toast and Caesar salad and stuff like that. Cheese, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was really good. And then Christmas Day, we actually did like whole roasted duck and like a bunch of like veg like Asian veggie sides and rice and dumplings and steam buns and Oh, that sounds amazing. All this stuff. Yeah, typically lately for Christmas, we've been straying away from like the traditional turkey dinner kind of thing. Yeah, us too, actually. But yeah. I don't, I don't hate it. Like we get turkey at at Thanksgiving, and and turkey is not my favorite dish, honestly. So I'd rather like a roast or Italian or Asian or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was fun. Um, obviously, nice to see like. My mom and sister, because it's been like a couple Christmases since we've got to like hang out with them in person. Totally, yep. And it was also kind of cool because out here it snowed. I know it's I know it was crazy cold in Calgary, but yeah, it snowed and was like plus five out here. <laughs> wow, a white and warm Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of nice. That is nice. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it was freezing cold here. Which yeah, wasn't was, it like minus 50 at points? I don't know. Minus 100. I didn't. <laughs> it was it was funny though. So hunting this year, we um we did end up bagging a few deer and uh one mm-hmm. of the we noticed um and this is kind of like a correlative piece of data, but when we hunt and, and you skin an animal, generally how much fat they hold on them can be pretty indicative of how cold the winter is going to be. Hmm. So we don't know how, and I don't think anyone knows how, but like the animals know, <laughs> they know what's coming. They're, they're more predictive than an almanac. But, uh, hmm. this year we were like hunting in like t-shirts. It was beautiful out, right? Like it was, it was in 
plus degrees the whole time we were out there and the sun was out and we didn't have much for snow and like it was just a really nice hunting season but the animals all had like an inch and a half of fat on them like it was pretty dramatic and we Mm. couldn't figure out why because it stayed warm like through november and the beginning of december but then it got so so cold and so cold for so long that we're like oh this is this is what they're preparing for (laughs) interesting yeah huh so they can just grow fat yeah like to prepare their bodies yeah so similar like a dog coming into winter and cats too but they'll um they kind of like puff up their fur they kind of grow underlayer i can't remember what it's called but um basically they get warm for the winter and so and and deers do that too and and all i think all animals outside do interesting um but as part of that they also end up like bulking up so similar to a bear you know eating before winter and getting that whole bunch of fat so that it can hibernate for the winter uh, animals just know it's very weird Hmm. yeah (laughs) that's crazy can you imagine if just all humans got fatter around the winter time well, we do. It's called Christmas. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> true. Yes. See family and eat and drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, you're right. If it was like all of a sudden everyone put on like 80 pounds and <laughs> and then we dropped it in the spring, it would be very odd. I sense a movie. <laughs> Not a good one, <laughs> but, a mo- but a movie. That is an idea. <laughs> Uh, that's good stuff. So, uh, I guess, what are we going to talk about today? <laughs> We're kind of winging it. Yeah. Well, there wasn't really much. We weren't going to do like, I didn't feel like we were going to do like kind of like an episode episode. We were kind of just. Oh yeah. Catch up from the new year and catching up from the new year. Um, I mean, my plan was to kind of tell listeners kind of what our plan for 2022 is, but we discussed that not first (laughs) (laughs) so our plan is tbd yes (laughs) listeners out there you will yes plan eventually i mean we're gonna still do the the here's what's spinning yep um it'll probably have kind of like how it was happening at the tail end of last year it'll it'll happen like we'll have more frequent episodes of that than this main podcast here. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we still want to have, bring on a bunch of guests and line those up. Totes. Um, cause yeah, the guests have been really, have been really fun. They have been. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, I was going to talk to you about it, but I may as well say it now. I have one lined up, just not a date okay. yet until I confirm with Kyle. But um, uh, Chris Thornson, formerly of Shark-Infested Daughters, now uh, lead singer of brand new band Tidebringer, I, I is, saw going to, yeah. is going to come on the show and explain their kind of crazy last three years in the whole... I don't actually know any of this information, but the reason behind the name change and the brand change and cool. there's like f- three or four new members in the band. I don't, I think it's just a whole new band to be honest. I think they just, I have a feeling they just dropped shark infested daughters and just kind of, I think he took his guitar player along and 
started a new band yeah no fair enough i uh yeah i saw that on facebook and i was intrigued so i'm really excited that you lined them up as a uh as a guest because i've been a big fan of well to me local band shark and festival <laughs> um that new single is killer it's on my list to listen to i haven't listened to it yet but i oh I'm, man very impressed with the production um yeah i can't remember the guy's name they have like one of their they have their clean vocalist now used to be the singer of uh kitsune and secret and whisper yep and then their drummer and i think maybe just their drummer is ryan loker who used to drum for spirit box so go figure wow yeah what a life yeah i'm excited to get him on i have a connection to that world <laughs> no kidding because if I, we can get in touch with ryan i'm gonna be like hey ryan yeah hook me up with courtney laplante's email so we can reach out to her yeah and let's hope i don't propose yeah that would get <laughs> that would be an awkward show no nah, no nah, i'm just kidding obviously i'm just a huge fan <laughs> so am i <laughs> so so yeah that's what we're going to kind of keep continuing to do um that sounds really cool. I'm excited for what the new year will bring and what guests we get. Yeah. On. Do you have any updates about like um, Canadiana where that's at? I know you announced your big show. Yeah. So Canadiana is uh, really fun and I'm I really enjoying mm -hmm. myself. It is very challenging though. Um, we're kind of paving the road a bit. Um, have I explained kind of our business thoughts on this podcast yet or have i always kind of alluded to it and never brought it up i don't think you've gone full into it no okay well i am ready to go full into it if if all right so canadian yeah, tell us so i was running a production company called phoenix song productions and i was a uh, sole proprietor i was kind of just doing everything uh bootstrapping and uh i ran into a guy or I started working with a guy, his name is Denny Kobe, and he's out of Turner Valley. And he was doing the same thing with a recording studio. So he's got a recording studio uh, called Lick Studios. Um, we decided to join forces and amalgamate our two companies uh, into Canadiana Music. And so now Canadiana Music is a production company and recording house, um, which is super cool. And what we wanted to do is we wanted to come up with an idea that sets us apart from the existing recording industry and also kind of changes the approach to how music is created. Um, so, and we also wanted to create a legacy, create something bigger than ourselves, kind of create a community. And so mm -hmm. we came up with the idea that um, we're starting a program called the Canadiana Musician cultivator name specifically hmm. determined or like we still have to figure out exactly what, but it's going to be called a cultivator um and what okay. it is, is there is a fund attached to it that we are having local businesses and philanthropists donate money to this mm -hmm. is this is phase one of the program um the uh the money will be awarded to local musicians who have to go through an application process musicians and songwriters Mm -hmm. And they will have the opportunity to come into our studio and record an album for free. And they will get some coaching and mentorship from us on how to build themselves as a brand and as a 
uh, musician and so that they can market themselves. Um, and then also Canadiana is going to be hosting a number of events for year per year. Our goal is four events per year, but we just have one currently. Uh, but we're going to be putting artists from the Cultivator program onto that stage, and it'll be a showcase event. And uh, this events will be big. There'll be like flown speakers and big light shows, and like um, our first event, we're looking to sell a thousand tickets. Um, and then in talking to some people, we've got some connections to some heavy hitters that are local as well. And so there's opportunity to bring some of those bigger names onto our stages and hopefully sell bigger concerts. We're thinking we should be able to scale to 20,000 people relatively quickly hmm. um, and basically put local artists with an album on stage with heavy hitters. And uh, it'll all be funded by local businesses and philanthropists. Now, phase huh. two would be that alumni of the program would be required to put in uh, to put money back into the fund um, as their careers progress. And so hopefully we'll have an organic growth situation that we're always funding the next generation of musicians through the success of people from our program. Hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where it's at. And we, uh, we are just, you know, putting the structure into place, putting everything into place to uh, make this successful and, and, it's been quite a journey. It's not something that's been done before. So we're learning lots and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's super exciting. We're <laughs> people, people love the idea. We're getting lots of, uh, yeah. hype around it and lots of people offering to help. And, and that's been really validating as well, which has been cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, Canadian music still, of course, offers production services and recording services to people that want to pay for it. But, uh, um, yeah, the big thing that we're trying to push is our, our cultivator program right now. That's super cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so as far as um, how that's going, uh, this new variant and the new restrictions from the government are putting a huge wrench into what we're doing. Um, so it's so we did get a grant for an event. So we had an event planned for March 18th. Mm-hmm. Um, tickets are available for that. The exact structure of that event with the new restrictions is up in the air so we're constantly like changing how we're doing it which makes of course planning very difficult um but ultimately we're honoring ticket sales for future events if we do get right. covid or whatever like we're, we're trying to be respectful and, and all of our vendors have been very good about um everything we pay is going to be honored for a future event as well if we do get canceled or rescheduled so um everyone's kind of working together to alleviate some of the Mm. complications from the pandemic so it's freaking thing (laughs) i know man it's just and like of course we just announced like our ticket sales at the end of last year um before christmas and uh Mm -hmm we're kind of ramping up our, our marketing and ramping up our, our publications. So we're about to do a press release and about to jump on some of the local news stations and stuff. And then it was like the week before that the government locked things down again. And, and all of a sudden you're not allowed to like dance and you're not allowed to food, serve food and liquor. And it, of course <laughs> for a live event that uh, kind of, that kind of throws a wrench in things. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we can still have a live event, but it makes it a lot harder to, 
to sell. So we got to figure out exactly. All of you people stand in this taped out square. <laughs> and don't move and don't eat and don't drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it'll be great. Yeah. It'll be super fun. I promise. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, we are, are still promoting the event. Tickets are still available. We don't know exactly what it looks like yet. Um, so we're trying to sell tickets and uh, just for, for the people out there, if you want to buy tickets, they are available on ShowPass. You can get a link through our social media or through our website at www.canadianamusic.com. Um, ticket sales will be honored for future events if we're canceled and, uh, all the money is going to support, um, at the, at this time is support local artists and, and help support mm. us to put these programs into place that, uh, and so that we can focus on it and kind of create this community around local musicians. Cool. Yeah. We'll throw the link in the show notes too. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Just go down below and buy a ticket. Yeah. So that's kind of what's up with that. Uh, what's what's new with you? How, how's work going? How's your full-time job? <laughs> it's nice to work full-time. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good. It's been good. Um, I'm just currently still, I'm just working. I basically have written a new menu for this brewery that I'm at. Cool. Nice. Five Roads Brewery, Langley, BC. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I'm just in the middle of, I just had a meeting with a guy yesterday about uh, just getting like a bunch of kitchen equipment in. Okay. So there's like a place out here that has a warehouse in Toronto. So of course, like shipping delays and stuff, it's all basically coming a lot later than I wanted it to. Was that a cat? That was a cat. <laughs> I was very distracted. Um, in front of me, just watching you. <laughs> hilarious. Hello, Cleo. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've basically, yeah, I've gotten the go ahead from the, from the owners to spend a bunch of money, which is nice. That's exciting. Um, so I'm just gonna, I gotta order, gotta order like one final piece of equipment, which just of course is like the biggest, most expensive piece, which is like a, uh, it's like a. 72 inch wide refrigerator cooler like those ones with like the little oh yeah little uh doors on top little uh what am i <laughs> lids what am i trying to think lids <laughs> for those who are listening uh, yes making the actions for that lid <laughs> down and then up <laughs> yeah yes. I, I don't know how to describe what he was doing it was almost like he was pumping up a bike tire <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i need to order that and that's the piece that that is going to take like three to f six weeks probably to get here that sucks but i'm going to get a i've got a bunch of other equipment coming in in the next week and then i can start testing the menu and feeding staff and getting feedback and blah 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 blah, blah. cool um five roads have existing food or like this is a brand new like this is the first time they're serving food and the first time they have a kitchen no they have food but it's all it's all outside local businesses that are making food and we bring it in oh okay gotcha some so of it some of it fresh some of it frozen which is kind of a cool idea mm -hmm. it's a good like bridge before you have the cash to invest in a kitchen yeah but I, we have like an actually like decent sized kitchen space 
over there. Yeah. So you know, like we can do a lot more out of that. And so I just wanted to, they, I mean, they approached me when I first started not wanting to do any kitchen stuff. And they were like, Hey, you have a bunch of this experience and we want to revamp our menu. And I was like, yeah, it could be a lot better. <laughs> and like, oh, cool. I just want to do like scratch made food in the kitchen instead of bringing stuff from the outside. Yeah. That's awesome. So you get to design like the layout of the kitchen and the flow of the kitchen as well. Yep. That's super cool, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's fun. So I'll get, I'll, I've been doing that buying all the equipment. Well, I'm not buying all the equipment, sourcing all the equipment, buying the equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the new menu is basically written and then I just need to test out a bunch of food, see what works, see what doesn't hire some kitchen people so that I don't have to be back there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be more of like an executive chef role, if you want to call that. So I'm going to still like, eventually I'm going to still be serving out front, like full time and doing some managing up front and then I'll just oversee the kitchen stuff. So that's super cool. Double duty. So how did you design your menu? Did you like test all the stuff out in your own kitchen at home or did you just do it all from your head or how'd you, how'd you go about that? Right now it's all from my head and then I'm just putting it to the kitchen test once the equipment comes in. Cool. But I purposely am trying to design it so that it doesn't require like we're, it's not a big enough kitchen or it's at first probably not going to be busy enough to warrant like a full like kitchen staff. Right. So I'm trying to design it so that some of the people that work up front, well, everyone that works there does the kitchen stuff right now. Okay. Interesting. Um, Cause again, it's like basically like heating some stuff up and it's very, very basic right now. Fair enough. Yeah. So I'm trying to design one that is doesn't require like a lot of prep time. Like that basically we can do all the prep in like two days. Okay. And stuff that's just easy to easy to execute. So there'll be more um what should I say? Like it won't be like kind of like pots and pans and kind of like cooking to serve kind of thing. Right. There'll still be stuff that's like prepped, ready to go and kind of still the idea of like getting food out within like five minutes or so. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So like, um, like sandwiches and handhelds and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Nachos, tacos. Yeah. Nice. That sounds that kind of well, typical stuff. Hopefully I can make this trip to Vancouver happen in March still and come and try out your menu. Yeah. Is that still a thing you're thinking of doing? Well, it's, it's still on my mind. I mean, it depends, I guess it depends on what day you're still planning on coming out. I don't have an answer to that right now because That's I don't fine. know what's happening with my event. <laughs> right. And what's the day of the event? March 18th. Right. Anyways, we can talk more about that later. That's not a huge... We can talk more about that later. I do have... I, there was two pieces of news. This kind of... This is more kind of for like, here's what's spinning, but we're talking about it now and speaking of Spirit Box at the beginning of the month. Yeah. 
Um, so there was a concert. I guess the concert is still happening um, under oath every time I die in spirit box. Yeah. Uh, but this morning, every time I die announced that they broke up. Oh, I was wondering about your post. You said RIP every time I die. And I was like, yeah, nobody died. I didn't think, but yeah, they, um, they just really, I know. And they've, they've been going through like a bunch of, like there was a bunch of stuff going on with the band before. And that's part of the reason why some of the lyrics in that new album are just kind of like pretty wild and damning. And then like this report came out like a few weeks ago saying that the lead singer of every time I was very uh, like unhappy with the band because they were saying that like his mental illness was getting in the way of Mm. their band, which he was just like, that's super unfair of you to say. And he's like, I've been struggling and, my wife divorced me and this and that and blah, 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 blah. And then, but they were like, we have this tour planned with under oath. We, we are still going to go out and do the tour. And then this morning they announced that the, the other four members like broke, broke up the band and like they left the lead singer. Wow. So they were like, we're out. Talk about kicking a man while he's down. Yeah. (laughs) So every time I die, put out this post on Instagram, then deleted their Instagram account. And then I'm kind of curious what's going to happen. Cause under oath put out a post about every time I die. And they were like, they were like a new, um, a new band has been scheduled for the tour and everything is in place and we'll announce the band on Monday. So now I'm like, who's it going to be? It wasn't Monday yesterday. No, because this all happened today. Oh, I see. Gotcha. They'll announce it next Monday. I gotcha. Yeah, I. Uh, that's intriguing. I can't. That's it's big news. Like they've been around for a while. Every time I die, and like I say, they just put out a put out an album. Yeah, hmm. and like an album that was among like a lot of critics, like one of the better, like in some of the top albums of the year. Totally. Yeah. For a lot of people out there. So. Not me, but a lot of people for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we shall see. And the other thing that came out today that I'm pretty pumped for, and I think it's unfortunately for you, it's not coming to Calgary, but it's coming to Edmonton. Uh, Slipknot and Ginger. Oh, that sounds really cool. I might go up to Edmonton for that. Yeah. One of the guys that's one of the brewers at the brewery is like a huge, like Slipknot's his favorite band of all time. Wow. And he's never seen them live. Wow. So I texted him this morning and I was like, what do you do on April 17th? And then showed him the bill and he was like, yep. Yeah, I'm in. We're going to that. They're at, they're at like arenas. Like they're playing at where the Canucks play. Wow. Like 18,000 seats. Good for them. That's a lot. That's good. <laughs> That's like the old heavy hitters like Iron Maiden and Megadeth can yeah. stadiums out. So yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be cool. They have the two bands they're playing with are like two. Not that this is an issue, obviously, but two female fronted bands, which I thought was interesting. Who's the other one? Um, in this moment, I like in this moment. Cool. So yeah, that'll be kind of cool.
The Adam and Kyle Podcast is sponsored by Canadiana Music. Canadiana Music is a new company in southern Alberta that is built to drive the community supporting local artists and songwriters. Keep a tab on Canadiana Music to hear about information for local artists, upcoming events, and sponsorship options. Canadiana Music is also a fully equipped production company with a professional recording studio located in the beautiful Turner Valley. Reach out from their website at www.canadianamusic.com for any production or recording needs. Mention the Adam and Kyle podcast to receive 10% off of the label for your next event or recording. Follow Canadiana Music at Canadiana Music on social media. Check the show notes below for links. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I, uh, I got some, I collaborated all the money that I got for Christmas and added some of my own money and I joined the Apple watch train. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. Nice. And I'm really I'm happy. wearing mine right now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they're, they're nice. Hey. Yeah. I, I never really understood the appeal of them, but now that I've got one, like it really is, um, it really adds to the features of my phone. Like I, I find that it really kind of brings everything together and I find that it mm-hmm. really helps me like track, you know, fitness and eating is actually a big one. And so I'm actually finding it really valuable for my health also. Mm-hmm. Which totally is- like those little like stand notifications you get where it's like, Hey, you've been sitting for like most of this hour, get up and move kind of thing. Totally. Yep. And then I've got a few apps um, that have complications for the Apple Watch faces, which add features so I can track certain things throughout the day. So almost all my like complications are all tracking different things. And for me, that's mm. really valuable. Sweet. Yeah, or timers. And then the other thing that's really cool is I discovered um, so you can set your watch face based on location, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And that put me down a rabbit hole of like a <laughs> shortcuts and automations. And so I've actually managed to like build a bunch of automation around like when I am driving, my phone automatically plays music. And when I get to the gym, my watch phase changes and I like log a whole bunch of health data. And then hmm. when I'm at home, I've got um, my lights in my room set so that when I'm going to bed, they slowly turn down like a sunset. And when I wake up, they slowly turn up before my alarm rings. And I'm finding that it really helps with my sleep schedule. And like all this stuff kind of trickled out of this and it's been really hmm. very cool. Right on. Yeah. And then as part of yeah. all that, I jumped on the Apple music train also. So I've now switched from Spotify to Apple music. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Why? Um, because- we had an entire episode about how <laughs> this Apple music sound is shit. I know, I know. And so I did a bunch of research. And so the, um, the Dolby Atmos is definitely shit. The lossless is pretty good. But one of the things that came out of my research is that, um, with Apple music, you remember when we were teenagers and I was building that iTunes library before we had streaming and all that stuff. Yes. Many, oh. many a wasted hours, many a wasted hours, but um, I reconciled all those hours because with Apple Music, it actually uploads your whole library up into the cloud so I can access my library from any of my devices. So I I've now have access to those 80,000 songs that I was saving up and in their original versions that I had downloaded, they're now in the cloud. Hmm. And so then everything that I do through Apple Music just supplements that library. So a lot of the stuff that I had in Spotify, I now have my like ripped versions from the CDs rather than streamed versions. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah. And then the other reason I switched is because of uh, finances. So um, Spotify was paying whatever, 10 bucks a month, um, yeah. I was paying for iCloud storage because I back up all my data to the cloud. So I was paying for that. And then um, that was like 10 bucks a month. And then, you know, there's like Apple Fitness Plus and Apple TV Plus and Apple Arcade and all those are 10 bucks a month. And I wasn't paying for any of those, but Apple One has, or Apple has a subscription called Apple One. So I actually get access to all of their subscriptions for 30 bucks, mm. which is basically. Yeah, I have that. It's a sweet deal. It is. And I, and I can share it. I, like I share the account with Chelsea. So she gets access to all of that too. Yeah. Like for 30 bucks a month. What a small yeah. deal. So yeah, that's yeah. the other I switched is I kind of like moved a bunch of my subscriptions into one that was like half mm-hmm. price. So have you messed around with that Apple fitness thing yet? Yeah, I have. Yeah. I, I really like the, um, the guided meditations and the guided walks. I haven't mm-hmm. done much with like the workouts cause I've got my own training plan that I use, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the walks and the, um, meditations are really good. Mm-hmm. which was another one. Like I was subscribed to headspace previously to do like mindfulness and stuff. And so now I just do that through Apple one also. So like I, like I say, I took a whole bunch of subscriptions and dropped them down into one. It's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the Apple watch. I was the same way when it, when they first announced it, I was like, this is stupid. Who wants an Apple watch? Yeah. And then I finally got one and I, like I've had an Apple watch for probably like four or five, four or five years now. Yeah. Four years. And I, there hasn't been a single day where I haven't worn it in four years. I know it's crazy. Yeah. It's, like I have had it's it on just a part of me. Yep. I have a tan line. No. <laughs> Cause of it. <laughs> yeah. Have and you- I'll probably just keep like, I buy one every few years when it gets old. Like I had, I had the three. And then I was like, I don't need the four. I don't need the five. And then it kind of started slowing down. So I bought the six. Yeah. And then maybe when the like nine ish or something comes out. Yeah. Get one every few years or something like that. That's pretty similar to what I do with phones too. Like I just, yeah, I wait until they're like basically unusable before I upgrade. I know I used to upgrade my phones like the every two year thing, like religiously. Yeah. And then this past year, I was just like, I don't, why do I need the newest one when like last year's model, that's basically the same Yeah, is way cheaper. We're getting old and mature. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're not like succumbing to our emotional biases of wanting to have something new. It's like, Oh, do I actually need this? Like I bought my brother's old iPhone X. So I upgraded from an iPhone seven to an iPhone X. That was a big move for me. So, yeah. I've, I've, I've upgraded to the, I always got like the smaller versions and I got the, the pro max this last time Oh yeah, with the bigger screen and my life has never been better. You like it. eh? Oh, I think, I think once you have one, I think you would enjoy it, especially for like people with like large hands, like as weird as that sounds. Yeah when you actually like use one and have one, it, it's, it's, hmm. it's very nice. Interesting. Cause I've never gone to the like big ones. I've always kept the small phones. Have you, uh, have you heard of an app called, hold on. 
Uh, I have not heard of an app called Hold On. Uh, <laughs> it's called Song Shift. No. What does it do? So Song Shift is actually how I transferred from Spotify to Apple Music. So I was able to transfer all of my liked songs and all of my playlists into Apple Music. And they they charge a subscription. It's like six or seven bucks a month. So I just I just paid for it for one month just to do my transfer because I didn't want to do it all manually. Right. Um, but one of the features of it that's kind of cool for those of us, um, me not included anymore, but um, use Spotify and Apple Music because you can actually sync all of your liked music and playlists between the two apps. Huh. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Man. There you go. Uh, have you messed around with the Apple fitness at all? Like you asked me about it. I never asked you back. Do you, do you use it? Yeah, a lot. I used it quite a bit in Winnipeg when I wasn't working. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, there's some cool ones. Like if you take it, if like, if you can take it, um, I know on your phone, you can go on to like the Apple fitness on your phone and, and like download Cause like they have those like instructors that do like little like workouts, like 10 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, half an hour. Right. Um, and so I know that you can like download those programs and then like take it to the gym on like your phone or your iPad. Okay. Yeah. So like they have ones with, uh, like they have ones for like rowing machines for bicycle machines for. Cool. Yeah. A bunch of different stuff. Basically like what, um, like Peloton is doing, but yeah. for a whole bunch of different stuff. That's super cool. So yeah, I would take them and like when I, I still like try and ride the bike at least like once or twice a week to keep my legs up for hockey. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, you just like, I just like download a program and it's like, like an, an instructor program. And I just like bring my iPad to the gym and put it onto the bike and then it's like the guy or girl like instructing you. It's like spin class on demand. Basically. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. And there's, a, you can pick between so many different things, like different intensities and stuff like that. But there's one that I do. That's really cool. That's it's like, um, it's like a half an hour long and it basically is just like, like you start off really slow and then you like gradually like, put up the uh, tension on the bike. So it gets like harder to pedal and then he'll like tell you to just like go as hard as you can for like a minute straight. And then you like cool down for like a couple minutes and then like you start ramping up again and then you cool down again. And then he's like, go for a minute. And then you just, just as like as hard as you can. And it's, it's pretty intense, but it's fun. Yeah. That's super cool. Is hockey still on? Are you still playing hockey right now? Yeah, we have, uh, I just played last night, actually. We have eight games left. Oh, yeah. For the, for the winter season. And then there's like a two week break. And then I'm doing spring hockey again. Nice. So I'm just continuing to go with it. That's super cool. I, um, it's a lot of fun. I started wearing just like the last, speaking of Apple watches, I, ha- I wasn't wearing them during hockey because I just don't want. <laughs> a puck to hit my watch. Um, but then the last few games I started wearing one cause I, I have this like little like protector sleeve that I can put over top of it. And then like my glove goes over top of it. So it's like pretty 
Oh, okay, cool. Protected and, and I was also just like, I'm super curious, like exactly like what my heart's doing. And cause I know that my heart like beats like insanely fast. Like I, we play for like an hour. Yeah. And so by the end of it, like, I'm just like dead essentially. So yeah, I was super curious and like in an, in an hour, like hockey session, like I'm burning like over 2000 calories. Holy smokes. And like, I was noticing it like, like the peak times, my heart rate's getting up to like 200, 202 beats a minute. Wow. Yeah. It's it's like super intense. Like it's all straight cardio. Yeah. So that's been kind of interesting because I was always just curious, like how many, I know it's a workout, but I was like, how much of a workout is this actually? And it's, it's a lot. <laughs> that's, that's really significant, <laughs> but it's fun. That is fun. I, uh, I set up my other two rooms in my house as an Airbnb. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been uh, going pretty well. I wasn't as busy in December, but uh, January has been very busy. Which like you've had people? Yeah. Like two different people sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, I like it because it's kind of like way lower of a commitment than a roommate. <laughs> Temporary roommate. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like all I've got to do is, you know, uh, clean sheets and like keep the house tidy and like it's almost it's good for me to keep on top of the house and the cleanliness cleanliness with that as hmm. well plus it's extra money like if i can keep the rooms full two-thirds of the month they pay for like half my rent That's so not bad yeah and all and like most people that come in are pretty quiet like um and kind of keep to themselves i've got one guy actually here right now that um he's here for hockey actually he's from edmonton and uh He's between billet houses, which I learned is like when mm-hmm. put up hockey players when they're from out of town, which is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so yeah, he's here for, um, he's been here for two weeks already and he'll be here for another week. But uh, yeah. Super, oh. Yeah. So yeah. It's been fun. It's been fun. I've been, you. Yeah. Just Kyle's bed and breakfast. <laughs> well, no breakfast, just bed. I was going to say, do you make them like bacon and eggs every morning? No. <laughs> That'd be a sweet deal. <laughs> uh, I could like, I could charge more and offer food, but I just, I'm not interested in doing that. I hardly make food for myself in the mornings. I've been trying um, intermittent fasting to mm-hmm. uh, become healthier. And I've noticed it's been so much benefits. I've been doing it for a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find that I'm not hungry in the mornings anymore. And I find that I'm more focused throughout the day. And I find that I still eat just as many calories in a day. I just do it in a shorter time period. And it, like, I haven't noticed much on the scale yet, but I've noticed lots of other benefits. So, mm-hmm. I've heard that can be good. Yeah, and I've I've been just trying to figure out like. I've been trying to figure out the best way to manage my health. You know, like I've I've tried different. Mm-hmm different things like i've tried eating you know low carb and i've tried eating uh like no carb and i've tried eating like calories in calories out and i just find that none of it is very sustainable like i always find that i'm tempted whereas like Mm -hmm. 
this intermittent intermittent fasting alcohol like some people take it to extremes and they do like week-long fasts or they'll do like one meal a day and i'm i'm not there i'm just doing like a 16 hours off and eight hours on so basically like i don't eat at after dinner and mm -hmm. then I don't eat breakfast i just eat lunch and dinner and they're bigger meals than i used to eat but like like i say i've just found hmm. my whole body just feels better right it's not constantly digesting which is cool yeah that's why i think some of those like diets don't work because i feel like if you just cut like all the good stuff that you're like not supposed to eat out yeah. then you just want it more totally but if you can do it in moderation like if you can have like i don't know like a cookie here and there or like a burger once a week or like yeah exactly. a smaller piece of dessert then it's still i think that's better than just like oh i'm not gonna eat chocolate for a year you know what I mean? Cause I think if you just, yeah, I think if you just cut it out, you'll just want it more. That's yeah. just human nature. I feel like that's right. And like, I've, I've always found that too. And I've found that like, you know, you can maintain willpower discipline for the length of the diet and you get to where you want to be, but then afterwards you just binge and I'm like, okay, well this mm -hmm. isn't really working. Cause I'm just, you know, going back to where I was. So I'm looking right. for something more sustainable and yeah, so far I'm feeling pretty positive about this, like not eating breakfast thing. Hmm. Which is interesting because they, they, all of they, yes, say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yeah, and like I was reading about that, like breakfast is definitely important, but I think that that most important meal of the day came from the days of like you know heavy agriculture use where people would be in the field all day and so mm. they'd be skipping lunch instead so you'd eat breakfast in the morning and then eat dinner when you get back in and i was, right. and i was like okay well that makes sense so i'm not sure that like it's true of today's world that breakfast is the most important meal of the day and like back like w when it was called breakfast like you're literally breaking a fast right and so right um it's just being just breakfast is just the first meal of the day. So to me, I'm I'm eating breakfast and dinner. I'm not eating lunch is basically what I'm doing. I'm just doing it in a short. Hmm. Yeah. You're breaking your fast. Literally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so like, I still, I love breakfast food, right? So I eat breakfast around noon or one and then I eat dinner right. like six or seven. And then I go on with my life, but I don't find I'm, <laughs> I don't find I'm hungry. I don't find like I'm lacking in energy. In fact, I think I have more energy and more just like it's just it's been very cool that's good yep yeah i can't like i don't want to like the last thing i want to do when i wake up in the morning is eat is that right <laughs> yeah i just i'm never i'm never hungry in the mornings so i'm always like eating at least a couple hours after i wake up like i haven't had breakfast yet no hm. yeah just coffee and orange juice and <laughs> vitamin gummies <laughs> delicious do you yeah. have in stones ones <laughs> no i wish yeah i used to get the flintstones ones from costco all the time when i was a kid yeah i think we all did in the 90s yeah those were huge totally no chelsea turned me on to these like i can't remember the company <clears throat> that makes them but they do all these they basically do like this full line of of like vitamins and stuff like that, but they're all just like gummies and they taste so good. 
<laughs> but they're just like loaded with like like any of the like vitamins you should be taking or they have like zinc ones they have iron ones they have like ones for sleep they have ones for like hair growth stuff like that like it's just like it's this whole crazy line of just these gummy vitamins can you send me information for that because i feel like that would be something that would be beneficial also is vitamin yeah i just have to find what they are called oh that was empty I will send you the link. Cool. And yeah, they have a, like I said, they have a full line of things. I know you can find them at like Superstore and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, maybe Save on Foods. That's, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I only take the like, just for like extra vitamins and stuff. So I only take the vitamin ones. I haven't tried like the, sleep remedy ones and no. stuff like that but i know people that have that have said that it's helped for sure yeah i think that like um supplementation is important like i think that humans can all operate at peak capacity it's just learning what supplements work best for you like i don't think everyone needs everything but our diets mm. are not full like especially with processed foods like we don't get everything we need in in my opinion right so I think supplementation is pretty valuable. Definitely. Yeah. Unless you're super, super disciplined. Yeah. And like get all your stuff from food. I yeah. would say probably the majority of the population of the world doesn't totally. eat or ingest what is required, like vitamin wise and all that. So yeah. Totally. Like for me, for me, like just off the top of my head, I would say that I'm likely low in omegas because I don't eat a lot of fish, right? Like just as a, mm -hmm. example, but I eat a lot of red meat, so I'm probably okay on like the iron front, but you know, like just like you say, unless you're super disciplined or you've got someone like planning your meals for you and everything's like perfectly balanced throughout the week. Like, I just don't think that anyone's got exactly what they need. Yeah. Yeah. We've taken these we've taken these omega oils, but they're not, they're plant-based, not fish oils. Oh, yeah. Cause after watching that crazy documentary on Netflix, <laughs> both, both Chelsea. Yeah. I haven't seen both Chelsea yet. and I were like, Oh man, it'll, I mean, if you already don't eat a lot of fish, like it might not, it'll just like change your opinion on a few things. Okay. Yeah. But it's, it made me, more so than like other food documentaries I've seen out there. Um, it really made me like very much consider and do research into like, if we're getting fish where it's coming from. Okay. Interesting. And making sure that it's like, I won't eat. Um, <clears throat> if it's like a chain restaurant, like an Earl's or something like that, like I won't, eat fish from there anymore wow because it's all coming from most of it's all coming from these like commercial fisheries right that are essentially just like destroying the ocean and the planet huh. and just like the stuff that goes into it like it would shock you so as soon as we kind of watched this show they were basically like all of these there's like millions of 
dead fish that are at the bottom of the ocean floor and these like giant commercial fishing nets that go and catch fish. They, they they drag along the ocean floor and pick up all of this like dead fish and shit. And that's the stuff that like gets crushed up and put into fish oil. And you're just like, Hmm. That's gross. So he, so he sourced out like a plant-based Omega, like three, six, nine, that kind of gives you the exact same benefits and effects, but it's just not using fish. Well, that's super cool. Yeah, you should watch it. I will definitely watch it. Um, yeah, it's weird. Cause I watched the, like, I can't remember what it was called now, but did you watch the one where it was like about, um, like cows and like the conspiracy? Yeah. Like the effect that like the, mm. like the beef business is having on the planet. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And that was like, like very interesting and like good valuable information, but it didn't stop me from eating beef. And for some reason, for some reason, this fish one, I was just like, I can't, I can't eat fish unless I know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah. No, fair enough. I, uh, I'm really wary, um, judgmental. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm very superstitious of documentaries. <laughs> not superstitious. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like um, there's a word I'm looking for that's just it's not coming to me. But um, the reason being is like I I'm critical. I'm critical of them. I can usually find like a pretty significant bias in them and that mm-hmm. turns me off of them so like that cowspiracy one for instance i don't remember exactly what turned me off but i was about halfway through and the the guy who was um narrating it or, or running it said something that was like really radical and i was like well that seems kind of odd and i kind of went and looked at it and then i kind of dug into like the guy's history and i i found that like he was just very biased and like asked the wrong doctors questions that they really mm. should answering like it was just you know like it was just kind of like nothing and it kind of reduced the credibility of the whole documentary to me is kind of what happened you know mm. so i would definitely um understand that you know for cowspiracy for instance um that you know cattle and the agriculture industry have a huge impact on the environment and i understand that like you know beef can be sourced from like slaughterhouses and feed houses where the animals are treated poorly and stuff. But I've also always been diligent about my beef already. And I also eat right. a lot of meat from hunting already. So it didn't actually change much for me. That one in particular. That's fair. Yeah. Like I don't mind paying extra for good beef. Like I don't go and buy the cheap discounted beef. I, I like yeah. good beef. So I I'm confident that that's coming from a place that is not causing all those problems. So it didn't change much for me, but it might for some people, it definitely didn't make me want to turn into a vegan, which was its ultimate goal. So (laughs) Mm, interesting. Yeah. I will never be a vegan. No, exactly. Like the, the big advocate was that the humans don't need beef and all this stuff. And I was like, you just don't need meat. You just need plants. I'm like, okay, well, I don't actually believe that. So anyways, that that's, uh, I, I'll definitely watch the Seaspiracy, but, um, yeah, I'd be curious to see what you think of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it turned, I guess it kind of did the same thing. Like it turned, like it just made me essentially now that I'm thinking about it, it made me just 
become way more aware of where I'm getting fish. Totally. Yeah. Like, it's not like I won't eat fish ever again, but it was just like, mm-hmm. if it was caught like kind of commercially, I would rather get it like from like the fisherman himself or like one step beyond kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I get that for sure. Yeah. I've been doing that with meat. We've been doing that with meat for a long time and getting any meat from like local butchers instead of whatever from the grocery store. Yeah, exactly. And, and I find the quality is better and like the color is more accurate. Like the oh, yeah. bright red beef scares me. I'm like, I look at it at the grocery store. I'm like, ugh, it's gross. It's not, it's not the color of beef. <laughs> <laughs> like, can you imagine if like, well, I guess most people can't imagine, but like if I was to cut myself or, or cut open an animal or whatever, and like this bright pink, like color was there, like, it's just, it's wrong. <laughs> It's supposed to be a deep, dark, rich red, right? Anyways, that's uh, that's. I, I think the ultimate goal is, like I say, the 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 documentaries. I try to look past the biased message that is like they're kind of all of the undertones of their message. Right. And I pull my own message from it, which, like you say, is being be aware where your food's coming from, and I think this actually aligns with what. Um, that Robert Belcham was talking with us too, right? It's like, mm-hmm. share where your food comes from, like be diligent about what you put into your body and what industries you're supporting. You don't need to stop eating meat. You don't need to stop eating fish. Just be aware of where the food is coming from that you're putting in your plate right. that you're supporting. Yep. That's how everyone should be. Totally. And then we would stop having all these problems. <laughs> yes. But unfortunately, the world just wants convenience. Yep. Yep. And they don't care where half their shit's coming from. Totally. And and I've fallen victim to that too. You know, like you're at the grocery store and you want some convenience food and you pick up some chicken fingers and you're like, I know these chickens were treated poorly, but I want some fucking chicken. <laughs> exactly. Chicken fingers. Like, you know that it's wrong, but it's just you, the convenience is there. Or the, the comfort food or whatever you want to call it is there, right? Yep. Yep. That's why there's a lineup at McDonald's every day. <laughs> yep. Around the world, basically. Yep. Yep. There's a McDonald's right, like right down the street from my house, and I have to drive by it every day going to work. And every single day, without fail, there's cars in the drive-through. Oh day. yeah. It'd it's be rare, it'd be rare to see a McDonald's with no cars in the drive-through unless it was like four o'clock in the morning. But even then, there's usually like the guys shoveling snow or something's there getting a coffee. Yep. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, is there anything else you wanted to go over or do you want to wrap her up? And I think we should wrap her up. I think we've rambled for long enough. <laughs> I mean, it turned into an interesting conversation. It did. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Maybe we'll just cut out some middle part, some fat, if you will. Yeah. Trim, trim down. Trim the fat. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Thanks again, everyone for, um, for listening and checking out the podcast last year. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun doing this and it's been enough that we want to, we want to keep, keep the podcast going and keep, uh, having these conversations, bringing people on. Um, 
so yeah, thanks. Thanks to everyone that's, that's listened, that's checked us out. Um, yeah, just keep your eye out on, uh, on our socials for, for updates about the show and when we're going to start releasing some stuff here. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Adam Kyle podcast, um, or follow me or Kyle on Instagram. And those links are in the show notes below and we will we kind of post I more so than Kyle. I tag him and everything, but I post updates about like kind of when shows are coming out and stuff like that. And I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind at all. I just, I like doing it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can email us Adam Kyle podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to hanging out with you guys more in 2022 bye for now oh before we go i I had a a, a thought so my brother this is the coolest thing so my brother ian Mm -hmm. his birthday is on february 22nd which is already kind of fun because it's 222 so this year his birthday is going to be 222 2022 and guess what day of the week it's on it's on a Tuesday. <laughs> That's kind of wild. Oh, no shit. Can you imagine if he was turning 22 that day also? Like, it would just be insane. <laughs> he might die if he was turning 22 that day. Well, there's definitely someone in the world that's turning 22 that day. If not, well, there's probably more than one person, but... That's true. Uh, hopefully they don't all die. That would be horrifying. Well, yes. <laughs> Is he going to have like a two like a two themed birth birthday somehow. Um, I, I don't know. I, we don't exchange birthday gifts in our family, but I was going to wrap up two toonies and give them to him. <laughs> That's you should do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was a fun fact for before we say goodbye. So see there you ya. go. <laughs> Bye. Kyle here. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed yourself. So please take a second and follow us on all of our social media links to our pages and any other information we talked about today are in the show notes below. Check back in next month for some additional conversation, laughs and new music. And we wanted to give a big thank you to Adam's sister, Amanda Rishog for designing our podcast cover image. She is a beautifully talented artist that has a tattoo shop here in Calgary called living prayer tattoo. She specializes in fine line work, sacred geometry and botanicals. Follow her online handle at Living Prayer Tattoo on Facebook and Instagram where you can find all of her work and booking information. And lastly, thanks again to Canadiana Music for the continued technical and financial support which helped make this podcast possible. We will see you next time.